Mountains, Maldives. Hi everyone, welcome to your FFP family friendly podcast with hey, why are you stealing my line? I stole your line, I'm why sorry. Why are you stealing my line? Let's You're start again. You're listening to... Fine, we'll start again. Let's start again. I'm opening this fucking episode. Okay, go for it. Hello everyone and welcome to another lockdown edition of Movies, 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 your weekly, bi-weekly, family friendly podcast. Are we bi? We don't know yet. We're figuring it out because chaos reigns, chaos walks, chaos walking. Chaos walking and chaos reigns. All of the above. Donda. Donda, donda. And if you're not discovering new things in lockdown, I don't know what you're doing. We are struggling to even get through movies, but that isn't going to stop us from commenting. We're talking about Spike Lee's HBO documentary, New York City, New York City Epicenter, 9-11 to 2021. I'm a Kubrick baby. And we're also talking about Annette, the Amazon musical, Amazonian musical by Leos Carax, follow-up mm. to Holy Motors, starring Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard. You would think that would be a hot dynamic duo, but it's stodgy, it's giving premium economy, Qantas Lounge, and honestly, if you're Leos Carax and you're not giving us first, you're not giving us enough. Do you know what Annette makes me want? It actually makes me want Hannah Gadsby's Nanette, which I think yeah. no one's talked about for two and a half years. Yeah, and you know what Spike Lee's epicenter New York City makes me want? Ray Farkas? It makes me want to be at the Webster Hall for Azalea Banks' residency. It's because the documentary opens with a proclamation that you wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world other than New York City during the pandemic. But we'll talk about that in two takes. First up, we've got some movie news now. That's gossip. Movie news. Okay, first piece of movie news is that Francis Ford Coppola is <laughs> self-financing his huge blockbuster return to filmmaking. For those who don't know, let me break it down. Francis Ford Coppola, father or grandfather of Sophia Coppola, Jenny, genealogy queen. Okay, so obviously Nanette Coppola has a cookbook that everyone should go and mm-hmm. check out, Italia Coppola. Also related to Nicolas Cage, also related to Sofia Coppola. You're getting off track. Francis Ford Coppola, famous director of Apocalypse Now, is making a return no to filmmaking. No one thinks about Apocalypse Now when they well, think about, they think about then? Twixt or all the conversation. Else cute. Famous Coppola of The Godfather fame, let's be honest, is returning to filmmaking. First time since 2011's Twixt, starring Elle Fanning, returned to filmmaking with a blockbuster that's been in production for decades called Megalopolis. I believe it is a shout out to Fritz Lang's Metropolis, an architect's wet dream in a movie. It's entirely self-financed. Jen, how is Francis Ford Coppola going to finance this $100 million blockbuster? He has been squeezing grapes with his own two feet and sending them to China. Jen's not even kidding, though. It's all from wine money. His I know winery. a lot about this as someone who grew up in wine country in Adelaide. Wine money is where it's at. Mm-hmm. If you want to finance Screen Australia, I know you've decided to stop funding feature films, but maybe if you got into the wine business mm. and stopped extracting from Hell yeah young emerging creatives of colour to make TikTok. Stop with that paradigm and get with it. Adelaide is full of <laughs> equity in the form of grapes. Milk those little grapeies and make movies off the profits. That is what Francis Ford Coppola is doing. Self-financing through winery. And how old is he? 82. That is such a fantastic representation of how good the Mediterranean diet is for you. Filmmakers, <laughs> if you're listening to this, the Mediterranean diet is the only way to have a healthy, long career. 
We're also talking about Dawn of Chromatica remix album, which is a very New York move. Very cinematic. Very cinematic. And in Spotlight, we're going to break down the cinematic references in the remix album. Because if you're listening to the album, you're going to want to watch the album. There isn't a visual album, so you're going to go and watch the movie references. And let me just say, there might be a Martin Scorsese reference in there. It's all New York City today. It's where it's at during the pandemic. I think we should dive into two takes. What do you think, Jen? I'm so down to dive into two takes. I'm surprised that we didn't talk. I know you're off fangirling Mika Levy, but you know what I'm not off? What? Not fangirling movies that should have had Mika Levy in them. And on that note, here's the Magic Remix by Rico Nasty, Barker and Madam Empress on FBI. This is Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings. Up next, two takes. Don't go anywhere. Two. Let's start with Annette. So, may we start? So may we start. time to start. One, two, three, four. So may we start. So may we start. Annette, the Leos Cadax film. For those who don't know, Leos Cadax has been a longtime art house filmmaker from Paris. And by Paris, I just mean France. Don't know where he's from. Serving Denis Levant and Juliette Binoche chemistry. It's kind of like opera for Nick Cave Club kids. For those who don't know what that means, it's Kylie Minogue in an acting role singing a song on the top of an abandoned French shopping mall in Paris in Holy Motors. It's Dennis Levant and fireworks and skipping and homelessness and rubble. It's honestly the opposite of Meriton apartment buildings in Sydney. If you want to escape the hustle and bustle of Sydney construction, look up L-E-O-S-C-A-R-A-X, Leos Carax. I would say one of the first creatives in the form of French extremism Mm, mm -hmm. that has inspired filmmakers like Gaspar Mm Noe and, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know... Brady Corbet. If you've been to Club 77 and you want to understand how that culture came from French French art house, Leos Carax is your man. And he's got this new film coming out on Amazon, which sees Adam Driver paired up with Marion Cotillard singing songs by the post-punk, pop-punk, I don't fucking know, music band Sparks. It's a two-hour-plus epic romance, La La Land, French knockoff. And I believe we have Adam Driver and Marion singing in this film. Jen, how did you experience this they-them tragedy musical? This film, I think the closest comparison I can find to this film and how it made me feel and what I think it was trying to do is that pretty much unseen, maybe underrated, maybe overrated, Mia Wasikowska film Piercing that we saw a couple of years ago by American directors who had obviously seen too many Justice music videos and decided to go inside the world of Ed Banger Records and have, like, a baby talking and screaming and people singing. It's an abject musical. Marion Cotard is a doomed opera singer who imagines Adam Driver having, you know, rape allegations levelled against him when he's a famous comedian in, like, a Nanette anti-comedy style that people just lap up, Mm. essentially. I think the... like. 
I, I haven't read anything comparing this to Net, Nanette, but it just seems so clear to me that this is about Nanette and about Nanette's effect on culture and about like anti-comedy in the current it's age. It's also not enough about the uh, Maria Cullis opera by Marina Abramovich and Willem Dafoe that appeared at the start of the pandemic. And I think that for filmmakers, when film production was halted, they might have moved to the theatre as an area of artistic exploration. And I, I just think that Leos's character's turn towards the stand-up comedy scene as a place of commentary wasn't something that felt natural to his formalism, which is about being outside and using film stock and expression and colour and explosion and interacting with the natural world and bridging the explosive natural order with the internal order. I almost felt like I was trapped inside a Sydney festival show. People are comparing this to Spike Lee's Bamboozled, which famously uses a real audience and includes real applause, which I think this movie does. But I would say it's actually... Closer to American Utopia by Spike Lee. Close to American Utopia, I would say it's actually closer to the Skins episode where they try and do a reality TV show and there's Ass to Ass as a song. And while that song is iconic, you can tell that it's written by a bunch of writers in a writer's room. And this film is comedy by writer's room. We're in the middle of two takes. You just heard Annette by French extremist Leos Karras. And up next, Spike Lee's NYC epicenters 9-11 to 2021. Don't go anywhere. This is FBI. Right There by Nayana Izzy. This is Movies, 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 and we're going to dip into another film review on two takes. I'm going to let Jen and Andre take it away. Let's move into Spike Lee's filmed docuseries on HBO, which I believe started off as a short film in the vein of Pretend It's a City by Martin Scorsese and then got expanded into a series. It's Epicenter New York City, 9-11 to 2021 and a half. It's a journalistic, artistic interview series about the frontliners and front workers and front medical staff who experienced the pandemic in New York City, one of the worst hit epicenters of the disease. This is New York City, the greatest city in the world, but it is still a soft target, target for the virus, target for Al-Qaeda. What, the, what are you going to do? This is Buster Rams. John Stewart. New York City paramedic. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez. Rosie Perez. Flight attendant. Steve Buscemi. I am an inventor on the COVID-19 vaccine. What hospital were you born in? Brooklyn Hospital. <laughs> I put this on last night thinking that it would be escapist because I found it escapist. Sometimes I find the thing that levels and regulates me is to just face the thing straight in the face. Stra- face the thing straight in the face. Um, I really appreciated that this could be the first Spike Lee film to address cruising culture, mm-hmm. to address the Amy Cooper scandal that happened in the Ramble with the Birdwatcher, who's this like gorgeous guy who explains exactly what happened that day on the same day that George Floyd was killed when his video went viral um, by this woman like strangling her dog because he asked her to put it on a leash. And we have this little flashback to the 1920s uncovering New York's ancient cruising areas and how they've been protected forever. Um, the film is a bunch of talking heads mm-hmm. and slides together like a chaotic conversation, uh, a city choir of New York over the last year trying to take down the governor Cuomo, but it also acts as a timestamp and Spike Lee's tangential, um, obsession with the city. I think choir is a really interesting way of looking at this interview talking heads piece because 
it's two hour episodes of people talking, 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 different front lines, different workers, different medical staff, different experiences, different journalists, different camera people, different filmmakers. And Spike Lee has taken on the role of conductor. I think this is really interesting and necessary work because for the whole of 2020, we were just given a barrage of talking heads in an unedited, uncoordinated way. It was out of order, machine, broken machine, information data dump. And this is a beautiful, I think, journalistic uh, drama that just wings everything together and ties it together in a way that gives artistry to the data dump of 2020. And I think that's a, a ballsy and exciting thing to do, considering that we are all reading and experiencing news left, right and centre in such an uncoordinated way. And Spike Lee is taking it on himself to make a, make a musical out of it, I think. There's something musical about Spike Lee's tying together of information and dialogue that I thought was kind of had a beat to it. We also spent last year essentially living in New York City. Totally. New York City state of mind. And who better to tell that story than Spike Lee? Spotlight. So today in Spotlight, we are going to be going through some of the remixes on Dawn of Chromatica and talking about the cinematic references. So Jen, do you mind bringing up Spotify and playing or looking at some of the songs, some of the tracks? I want to start with the Arca one. This is Arca explaining the references inside their Rain On Me remix. It's a cinematic reference. This one's for the dolls. If you want to learn more about Change Tuki, there is an incredible documentary on YouTube called Quien Kire Tuki. Someone, Someone slammed Jen for Someone that Someone slammed me for that enunciation, but um, Quien Kire Tuki. I'm going to Google it right now. We're going to discover it together and we're going to play a clip from it. We have Dorian Electra who features in a remix of Replay. Which is giving Backstreet Boys the movie, but by puppets. Oh, I love that. Okay, Backstreet Boy puppets. But I was just going to say Goodfellas, Martin Scorsese. I mean, we've always, we've always felt that Dorian's non-binariness has related to Goodfellas and, you know, a casino vibe and maybe a 70s New York gangster mode. Yeah. So if I were you, I would... Honestly, watch Casino, please. I mean, Azalea Banks is shouting out Sharon Stone's hot ass from Casino. Chuck on Casino and have a look at that after you've watched the documentary on YouTube. Take care, Steve. Take care. Thanks for your time. What's the matter? 
do you mean, what's the matter? I made a lot of money for you. I want my cut. What money? I've seen you spending from me. What money? Look at the stack of chips. Don't give me that Ginger, shit. I I've want my money. I've been watching you all night. Don't give me that shit. I want my money. Put up fucking chips. I don't steal anything from you. Get lost, Ginger. Get lost. Yes. Get lost. Yes. The album is also giving a Spice Girls cameo in Matrix 4. Yes, yes, but Animatrix. Animatrix. Yes. And the bus is a Transformer. Bus is a Transformer. The Spice World bus is a Transformer. It's very Union Jack. Did I will you... say this is a very British remix album. It's a, it's for the UK crowd. It's for the UK Little Monsters. Did we notice any other cinematic references in Dawn of Chromatica at all? I find that what every time I hear you? a remix by Planning to Rock, I'm taken back to a disco era and... I know this might sound cheesy, but every time I see Planet to Rock, I just immediately think of Saturday Night Fever. That's beautiful. You know, I've never seen that. Never seen Saturday Night Fever? And today's a Saturday. We should watch that tonight. I'm... Do we like Saturday Night Fever? I think we like John Travolta being able to dance, but not in Pulp Fiction. But I'm not going to say the name, but Grease. But Grease? <laughs> What's wrong with Grease? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with Grease. Why would I say the name? I don't know. Say the G word. I feel like Grease and Saturday Night Fever are films that my mum really liked, and I was like, this isn't cool. This isn't cool. <laughs> this is, you like this, and that's why it's not cool. Charlie and A.G. Quilk appear on a remix of 911. I, ever, ever since the 911 short film has come out by Tussum Singh, I've been wanting to watch The Cell, starring Jennifer Lopez. Yes. So please add this to your Dawn of Chromatica film festival. The Cell, starring if, Jennifer Lopez. If The Cell never existed, we would never have the 21 Saw movies. Did you hear the Kate Winslet sample in Dawn of Chromatica? Where is the Kate Neither Winslet? Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stay safe. Beautiful cinephiles. And from the two film lords, yeah. hit up Film Club and get yourself a copy of Daughters of the Dust. Get yourself... That was the best thing we did all week. Oh, Someone Jen and who I Andre an lives with... We had an anniversary. Okay, thanks for dropping. We had an anniversary. Six years flex. Uh, Old town. Long time for away. a modern relationship. Old town takeaway in front of Daughters of the Dust on Blu-ray from Film Club. Restorative. Restorative oh. and healing. The two things that Spike Lee can't give us. Daughters of the Dust. Julie Dash's mm. incredible film. We've talked about it before. It's on a first take. I mean, just go go look it up. They got out there anyway, Ola. Life, child, the beginning of a new life. Just because we cross over to the mainland, it doesn't mean we don't love you. I you can leave this soil. This soil. Because we from the sea. We came here in chains. When they go down in the water, they ain't never come up. And nobody can walk on water. I need to know that I can come and hold on to what I come from. And just when you thought you couldn't link uh, something like pop music to film, Jen and Andre have done exactly that on Spotlight as part of Movies, 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 a fortnightly film segment here on Mornings with me, Maya Billick. You can listen back at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on my name and you'll find everything at the 10 past 10 mark. Or you can also grab Movies, 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 wherever you get your podcast from. Just look up FBI Radio and it'll be right there for you. 
This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.